Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the In Control Family Foundations podcast, and I'm here again with Jeremy Randall, our Director of Operations. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Dan. And today we are going to handle part two of Driving on a Quiet Street. It was great to have Steve Michelle with us last time, but I think we can handle the, the back end of this. The objective today is for you to be on that quiet street with your young driver and you know, I, I guess I'd emphasize for those of you who live in the city or live somewhere where it's just a lot of traffic pretty consistently, for these initial lessons, you know, finding that parking lot was pretty important and then finding a quiet street with the intersections that are going to be quiet and trying to drive out to the suburbs or some rural area where you're not going to have to worry about other cars, I think would be very valuable. But you, you found this area where you're going to be doing these lessons. And Jeremy, if you can start off with right turns, I'd appreciate it. Sure. So I think we're probably on that same street in which we were, you know, still on for part one. And, you know, it occurs to me that in part one, you're going to run out of room and have to turn anyway. So this is going to be really part of part one, part two together. But when we have to make our first turn, we want to make sure it's a right turn to start. Okay, it's going to be a lot easier for your new driver to sort of figure that out. And the first thing we want to think about is what we talked about earlier with that lane position. Right, We've got our center lane position. We're driving down the road in a straight line. And as we approach our right-hand turn, we're going to make uh, we're going to transition over to our right lane position, right? Hugging that curb line, you know, on the right-hand side of the road. And we want to look at this in a couple different ways. If we're actually at a tra- uh, traffic light at this point, we need to, again, plan ahead for it and obviously obey the traffic light itself. Uh, if we have a stop sign, we need to know that we have to stop before that line like we talked about. And we always want to stop with our wheels still in a straight line. Don't, you know, start them turning ahead of time or anything like that. Always stop with your wheels in a straight line. Or there could be a situation where you have no sign, right? You could just slow down, make sure you scan the area, and then proceed to make the right-hand turn. So let's just go through those steps real quick. And we're going to want to do this over and over and over again, just like any of the skills we're looking at, 10 to 12 times in a row, and then maybe we'll switch to the left. And we want to pick a line in the center of that intended pathway that we want to make. So the big thing here is going to be, again, our vision, where that new driver is looking and coaching them to look in the right area. So focus well ahead of the car, right? Pick your eyes up a little bit so you could react sooner and smoother. You've heard me say that a number of times already. And when they're making a right-hand turn, they're going to be staying on the same side of the road when they make their turn that they're on, right? So as you make that turn, have them focus down the road and either to the center of that lane that they're going to be turning onto, that inner right-hand lane, or further down along that curb line as they make that turn. Have them focus on smooth braking as they approach, and whether it's coming to that stop or make, starting to make that turn. Generally, no accelerator as they make their turn. And then as they're unwinding the wheel and driving down their, their intended path, their new road, right, lightly accelerating up to that speed limit or, or even a little bit below is, is perfectly reasonable here. And make sure that they're using their turn signals ahead of time. And the best way to do all this, you know, that commentary discussion, as as we've said a number of times before, right? Be talking this through as we go. So, you know, they're they're pulling up to the line. Okay, I'm slowing down. I see the stop sign. I'm going to stop before the line. And uh, I'm going to come to a nice, smooth stop. Okay, I'm scanning the area. I'm going to look left. I'm looking in front of me. I'm looking in my rearview mirror. I'm looking right. Everything's clear. Let me check the left again. Okay, I'm lightly accelerating. I'm going around this turn, and now I'm looking further down the road and accelerating as I go. Literally go through all those different steps, and, and again, model it for them first before they try it, and then continue the commentary as they do this, and then they are going to get bored with it. 
10, 12 times around that uh, clockwise circle turning to the right. Once they feel really confident and are, you know, are getting better and better at it and becoming more proficient at it as you go, then we can start you know, talking about turning to the left, which is it's not exactly more complicated, but there's more risk involved. There's, um, you're crossing over a, a lane of travel, uh, a lane of, of traffic, excuse me. And it can be just a little bit more stressful for your young driver. I'll add from personal experience, both as a new driver, one of the things I vividly remember being a 16-year-old kid walking out, getting into the back seat of the driver's ed car because somebody else was driving. And I think at the time we were required to do about six hours of observation of somebody else driving. And this kid driving down my street, getting to the end of the street, taking a right turn and immediately continuing to drive through the front yard of my neighbor's house to the point where the driver's ed instructor slammed on the brakes, basically took over the wheel, drove us back. Come to think of it, I don't think we ever went inside and talked to our neighbor. But you know, they thought of the steering wheel like a, like a video game. And that is one of the things, one of the reasons why you start this in a parking lot, you do that steering then, and now you're on a road. And it does get more complicated once you have curbs. The, the reason why I really would like to see you do this somewhere where there's not going to be oncoming traffic is because those first couple turns, by, by turn 13, 14, hopefully they're getting pretty proficient. But the first couple turns to the right, they may hit the curb. They may go far out into the other side of the road. So when they come around, they've actually, they're in the, the wrong side of the road and they, they have to correct. And if there's oncoming traffic, it's just a lot more stressful for, for you and that driver. One thing I want to point out here, and, and it actually mentions it right here, focus ahead. Wherever you look really is where the car goes. It's very hard as humans for us to change that in general. Wherever we look is where we go. So don't try to fight that. that that's okay. We can use that to our advantage. Just make sure we are always looking where we do want to go. And so keep reminding them, well, keep your eyes up. All right, look look further down the road. It's going to make your turning that much easier. It's when they start focusing right in front of their car that they start making very abrupt and quick motions, and it's hard to know where the car is going to go. And that's what probably happened to your, you know, the driver you were driving with, you know, back, Dan, when you were getting your license. They probably ended up looking too close in front of them, and they got nervous. They turned too much, and they ended up on the curb and didn't know what to do. So keeping those eyes up is going to be a big a big thing here. Now, and I'll just Jeremy, I'll repeat your concept about making sure they leave the wheel straight at the intersection. Part of that is so that once they start going, they're not all all of a sudden turning and driving right up over the road or if they were in the left-hand lane, they're going to drive right into oncoming traffic. But the other thing is if somebody does, God forbid, run into you, if you're stopped somewhere and somebody isn't paying attention, they run into the back of you, if you have your wheel turned, you're going to go either into oncoming traffic or you may just go right up into the the sign or the curb or telephone pole, whatever's right to your right. So, you, you know, it's a silly thing, but as a, as a driver, if you're not already doing that, I would really encourage you to avoid steering uh, when you're stopped until you know you're clear because there is a chance, you know, especially these, these roads where there's a lot of oncoming traffic and you're trying to make a left to cross traffic into a driveway or something like that. Try to avoid actually turning your wheel until you know that you've got the space to start moving and then accelerate and turn at the same time. You know, here, as we move into left-hand turns, you've done a number of right-hand turns over and over and over again. You guys are both getting sick of it. Okay, we can, we can start looking into this left-hand turn. Now, a lot of it's going to be really uh, similar. Instead of our right lane position, now we're going to be in the left lane position, closer to our center line. We're going to basically, I would say almost no matter what here, come to a stop, whether it's a street light or a stop sign, even if it's a single lane in each direction, really get that car slowed down 
and plan ahead. So this is still scanning the area, commentary driving, looking ahead of you. Are there any oncoming cars? What's the intersection like? You know, what's going on here? We need to talk about this stuff ahead of time because we are going to be crossing a lane of traffic here. We are going to uh, search that intersection, like I said, ski in the area, look for a gap in traffic in which the other cars coming towards you or uh, coming across in front of you, a situation in which they will not have to change for you. Once you see a, a gap that looks good, right, looks like, okay, this is plenty of space. You know, it mentions in here specifically trying to avoid hesitating in that situation, right? When we see something, we don't want to all of a sudden stop uh, across the oncoming traffic lane, right? So we want to make sure we commit. It's a good space. It's a safe space. We can make that turn. Okay, let's go. You have your wheels straight. You start to move. You pick your eyes up, right? It's about vision. We look down the lane that we're going to be heading down, that we're turning onto, and we're looking down that center lane. And if it happens to be a two-lane road you're turning onto, uh, two lanes in each direction, then you want to stay to, towards that center lane. You want to stay towards lane that's on the left-hand side of the road you're turning onto. In other words, towards the double yellow center line or the yellow line in general. There's some other things I want to point out here. Whether it's right-hand or left-hand turns, you really want to have the idea that the cars that are on the road that you are turning onto will not have to make major changes for you. They shouldn't have to slam on their brakes when you turn in front of them. Uh, they shouldn't have to slam on the brakes you know, for people coming the left-hand lane. In other words, you should have the least impact on traffic that you possibly can as you move into these lanes, and that's going to be ideal. Now, if you live in a really heavy traffic area, then that's going to be kind of difficult to do, and you got to you know, do your best with it, but that should be our goal at all times. Now, the next thing we're looking at is as our turn is complete, you know, here in the guide it says let your steering wheel slide back through your hands. Now, if you're using a sliding technique that maybe driver's ed taught, then, then this is the appropriate time to kind of let that wheel slide back through your hands. If uh, from the earlier podcast that we, when we talked about steering, if you have your hands at the nine and three driving position, right, directly across from each other on the wheel, thumbs right, those little thumb rails we talked about, and you're having, you know, putting these big steering maneuvers in left and right, for a left-hand turn, a right-hand turn, your hands shouldn't have to come off the wheel. You shouldn't have to do hand-over-hand steering or shuffle steering at this point. And so ideally, to have the most control over the car, you should be able to make your big turn to the left or make your big turn to the right and then just bring your hands back to straight as you straighten out. And that also makes it a lot easier for a new driver. When you have to shuffle steer or hand-over-hand, it gets really choppy. With your hands on the wheel, it can be nice and smooth one direction, nice and smooth in the other, and hopefully you've practiced this already in that parking lot for a while. Dan, that, that's about it when it comes to uh, the major points you want to look at for left-hand turns, right-hand turns, but it's easier said than done. So make sure you take time with your new driver and, you know, again, stay calm and stay relaxed and make sure you plan ahead. Practice all this stuff in a parking lot before you hit real roads. And like Dan said, try to find the absolute quietest road you can. And I, I'd prefer in these situations, you know, you're pulling up to a four-way stop, something like that. So even the order in which if there another, another car does show up to the intersection, you know who has the right of way, that sort of thing. This is one of the more complicated initial exercises, and it can be very stressful. So, you know, everything you can do to, to shuffle the deck in your favor, I think is worthwhile. And once you've done this, and you've done, again, we're talking a couple dozen right-hand turns, a couple dozen left-hand turns, depending on how big that block is, this could be a long lesson. This could be on the you know the better part of over an hour. 
you want to come back. You want to come back and visit it during inclement weather. You want to come back and visit that neighborhood when it's dark out. You want to just try it under a variety of situations. And if you see struggling, I've had times where one of my young drivers at home was uh, maybe had gone a couple of days without being able to drive with me. And I saw they lost some ground and we went back to the neighborhood we had been driving in and just did the simple stuff again and then branched back up into the more complicated stuff. So hopefully you can find a place that's not a, you know, a one and two hour drive away from home. I, I would hope you can find something relatively close to home that accomplishes this. Take advantage of it and, and visit it often, even throughout your driving practice. You know, and, and I would like to mention too here, you know, this is because this lesson skill five is the first time you're on a public road. As you get really good at this and you practice this a number of times, before you sort of move on to you're on the highway, you're, you know, you're in even more dangerous situations, potentially in some ways, you can then change the neighborhood. You can make it more complicated once they get more comfortable with each scenario. Just don't push them past their comfort zone until it's time, right? I mean, there will be, okay, you're going to have to move forward. You're going to have to go drive in more stressful situations and more complicated roads, two or three lanes in each direction with turning only lanes. All this is coming. And so this skill set is just a start. So really be on that quiet road, the quieter, the better. And then absolutely, you are going to want them to drive in any situation, any type of road they might come across in their driving career before you go for your license. Just the first time is definitely not the time for it. Well, Jeremy, thank you very much for helping out today. And for those of you who've tuned in, we appreciate having you and we look forward to you hearing us again.